Welcome to the Bjerkrime Bulletin. I'm your host, Paul Squires, and in tonight's show, we'll be discussing Bjerkrime's last couple of games. We'll review what went right and what went wrong for the first half of the season, and we're going to look at what happens now for the squad as we enter the mid-season summer break. Technical issues, illness, work commitments and time constraints have all conspired since our last bulletin. But like an 87th minute PK header, nothing can stop the inevitable happening. So tonight we bring you a jam-packed episode 6 of the best footballing podcast this side of Oslo. To dis- help us discuss all things crime tonight we are joined by the A-team manager, Paul Wanless. Hello, Paul. Hello, Paul. Thank you for having me along. Thank you for joining us. So last time out, we were discussing the team's well-earned break in its bye week, but things haven't gone too well on the pitch since then, have they? No, it's not been a good few weeks, unfortunately. Um, yeah, it's um, definitely been a few weeks to forget, and we just need to look forward. Excellent. OK, all right. So first up was the home game to joint league league as Vargas, where we suffered an agonising 6-0 defeat in front of a decent turnout of 50 or so Biakrai fans. Paul, when you think back to this game, what's the first word that comes to mind? Dreadful, I think would be the first word that comes to mind. Um, the The performance from start to finish was not good enough. The players know my detailed thoughts on it, but we were second to everything. Um from minute one to minute ninety, the the pressure which I demand from the team in terms of constant pressure on their them when they have the ball, constant pressure as they trying to play passes. Um, it wasn't their Paul, unfortunately. Okay, I mean the goals were pretty evenly spread out the game. Do you think as the game went on and on, the um and the score was you know was was, was totting up that the guys the confidence was definitely an issue. Well, I think definitely at this ish, at this level, one of the biggest things is confidence. And um, unfortunately, as you say, as the goals start coming in, as it gets to three and four, um, it just gets to that point where I think confidence hits a new low and you're trying to get them back up, trying to get them pressing more. But they're just a step slower at that point of the game, Paul. OK, do you think the opposition, Vaganes, they, they deserved the 6-0? Were they that good? No, I don't. I don't think any team in in the division is better than us in terms of a six goal margin. Okay, okay, fair enough. And there were a couple of new faces on the team sheet that that we had in those couple of games. And um, so new blood in the team is always great when we're starting in the early stages of rebuilding, like you are at Breckheim. Yeah, it was definitely nice to get um some new players in and one of them we had been waiting for his registration for a few weeks in Austin so it was nice to have him in um, a friend of our goalkeeper Darren's um, and then Oleg's has come back after a holiday and he's been featuring as well but unfortunately he has actually missed the last two games due to his car being broken oh so it shows the uh, the, the, the problems that do affect the games at, at, at this level unfortunately well I think one of the one of the situations we have which um, a lot of local people know about and it's it's hard to to explain specifically but um where we are situated is basically in the middle of nowhere <laughs> <laughs> so you have a 20 kilometer journey to Eggersons and a 20 kilometer journey to Olgor both in opposite directions and in both of them towns they have two teams and in Eggerson there's a total of five teams with three three teams belong to Eggerson and two teams belong to Eiger then in Olgor you have four teams, three teams belonging to Olgor and one team to Yestal Olgor. Um, so our catchment area, Paul, is very, very small because um, as you move closer to them towns, they have a lot more options to play there. 
So what you find is we we basically scraping the barrels of the local local villagers, Paul, and going up going up into the mountains looking for a farmer who can kick a football. <laughs> what a great analogy! Yeah, as you say, it can, it can be tough to 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 get that that squad. So any new blood is fantastic. All right, okay. So next up was the first of two away games. This was against Froyland two, and we were beaten two one. Now. This was a team who were rooted bottom at the start of the season after losing their first four games of the season. But since then, they have gone on to win their five games since, scoring a whopping 19 goals. Now, during this run of wins, in the game just before they met us, they hammered mid-table Tonstad 6-1 at home. And then last week, in the game after ours, they met title-challenging Risker 2 and smashed them 6-3 away. Paul, surely by those other results, it shows the team did a tremendous job to restrict them to two goals. Uh, Froyland away was our best performance of the season um, and it is this game basically sums up the whole first half of the season Paul if I can go on to explain sure. um, we controlled the pace of the game from start to finish um, we were we were in control we were passing the ball nicely um, all are in defensive midfield I played him there as like a playmaker type role um, and nobody got near him the whole game. He was by far the best player on the pitch. Excellent. Um, we control, as I say, we control pace. We control possession. Um, we looked comfortable at all times. Unfortunately, a, a bad back pass by Jan, one of our centre backs, led to their first goal off a penalty. Um, Darren, the goalkeeper, brought the striker down. And the highlights can be found on Bjergland's YouTube channel of that. Excellent. Um, and then their second goal was a long free kick in, and just unfortunately, as the ball bounced, the keeper was still down, and they tucked it away. Um, our goal was nothing of spectacular. That was also a very clumsy ball bouncing around. We managed to tuck it away, so there was nothing to separate the teams in terms of the goals. There was no wonder strike. There was no dominating play by them, which deserved them the victory. Everything pointed towards a Bjergland victory in that game, but unfortunately, as I've said all season, and I, I sat down after the game with the strikers and said, you guys need to start bringing us goals, because at the end of the day, the defence and the midfield, barring the mistake by Jan, which Jan has been one of the best performers of the whole season, okay. and unfortunately in that instance, that back pass cost us a goal, but apart from that, you cannot fault the guy. He's, um, he's an absolute rock at the heart of defence. So, defensively and in midfield, we were just by far the better team, Paul. Just unfortunately, we didn't take our chances. We couldn't capitalise. What brings me on to the next point? We couldn't capitalise at the front. So, as you said, they scored a goal in each half, and it was Morten Solberg who grabbed our late consolation in the 80th minute. Now, it was our first goal in three games, and only our sixth of the nine we've played so far. So, it, it, I can understand when you say that you sit down the strikers it can be a bit of a concern now it's it's a frustrating situation unfortunately um, and the strikers now I mean we've got um, when you go through the strikers Eric is making strides in improvement um, and I genuinely think he'll come good I do think he'll get a few goals in the second half of the season and um, Pear is one of our other strikers and he is an absolute workhorse Um and is he going to get me 10, 20 goals in the season? No, he's not, but he, he works hard. But then that's where we need to work on the link-up play, getting the wingers coming in to get the goals when pairs on the field, for example. Because he's fantastic at holding the ball up and then linking it, Paul. 
Excellent. So it's getting that quality ball in as well as to, to provide the goals as well as the guys to actually score. OK, so that brings us up to this week's game. Another away game and sadly another heavy defeat to lie as they defeated us 6-0 away from home. This probably wasn't the result you'd have hoped for heading into the summer break, Paul. Um, this was basically the worst day of the season, I would say, because um, this was a team who we played at the start of the season got a 1-1 draw with and the only reason the game ended 1-1 was because of our fitness levels just collapsed due to the short pre-season so this was a game where I went in believing after the Freuland performance we could win this game and we could take the first three points of the season sure. in terms of a victory so the fact we lost the game was very very disappointing and the fact of how we lost the game I think is something that it hurts and it definitely hurts going into a long a long break and the players know my my opinions um i will back the players 100% um but they need to give me 100% back and if they don't do that then they get told and i'm happy as i've said before to to talk to you and talk to people and try to be as honest as i can there's obviously sure. certain things that i will say in the dressing room um, especially what was said after that game in the dressing room stays in the dressing room. Sure. But um, I expect a huge improvement during pre-season where we actually change in the training schedule, Paul. Okay. Um, from the start of July, we actually on a, a few weeks break at the minute. I gave the lads a few weeks off, which um, a couple of people questioned actually, which I can understand. They said you should have had them in for the whole time. Um, but our next competitive match is on the 23rd of August. So what I've said to the lads is I want them back in training on the 11th of July, which basically gives us, um, I think it's six weeks, six, seven weeks of um, intensive training, which is going to be three times a week now instead of two, because I just feel we we slip in massively behind in terms of points, and I really do think an extra training session a week for a solid six, seven-week period, we can come in this second half of the season a lot stronger. Sure. Okay, fantastic. Um, I mean, for, for this game with Lye, um, this was the side that we met on the opening game of the season and we drew 1-1 in that match. So did you feel it was a very different side to the one that we met at the start of April? No, but what I do, do feel is, and what I know after the game... Um, I was quite lucky that, and I want to thank him because I know he actually listens. The captain of Lai actually contacted me after the game and um, obviously thanked me for the match. And he actually mentioned that the the manager of um, Lai actually went to watch the Freuland game. And I think that was very apparent because uh, Ola could not get on the ball. And he is our playmaker. And if he doesn't get on the ball, it really does... Um, hit us hard um, and I was also missing Martin um, from central midfield who is a player who I really really like in our squad Sure. and playing him in front of the defence is also a really nice option to have and unfortunately we didn't have that option and we were also playing two wingers in central midfield during the game um, that's, how, that's how damage worked because Vida our right back was out injured which meant Kim moved to right back which meant Kim came out of central midfield and we were already missing Martin from central midfield. Um, it's not an excuse, but it definitely but hampers yeah. your, your preparation. It hampers your, your performance and it just hampers everything because 
not having them two people in front of Ola left Ola with a massive job to do throughout the game, basically trying to control central midfield as well as dropping deep for the ball, and I found him getting man-marked for quite a lot of the game. OK, so it was in fact a, a combination of injuries and, and, and the decimation to our squad, so you having to force to make changes, as well as the fact that the opposition had doing a lot of homework on our tactics, and obviously it, it paid dividends for them. Yeah, definitely. I mean, fair play to them. They they hit us where it hurt. They basically hit us in the correct areas. They were getting the ball out wide and they were playing the balls over the top in in between our fullbacks, and um, it was working. So fair play to them. Okay, so as you said, up next we host Risker 2 in Vikasaur on Tuesday the 23rd of August. Yep, August. We don't have another game for two months as it's now the uh, Norwegian League summer break. So it is probably come at a good time for you, although disappointing to end on the results that we have. Um, but as you say, it's given you a chance to spend a lot of good quality time together with the guys on the training pitch. Yeah, I think um, three three sessions a week, Monday, Wednesday and Friday, is going to be a huge help. And we also have um, a friend of mine, Ryan, is coming over for the start of pre- for the start of the training, and um, so he's going to be here for the full um, seven eight weeks. Fantastic. Um, and obviously, being a qualified coach, it's definitely going to be nice to have his experience and um, knowledge helping us develop the team ready for the second half of the season. Sure, that's going to be a massive, uh, you know, valuable boost certainly to you to to have that support on the pitch as well, on the yeah, training definitely. pitch. Okay, so behind the scenes, the club's hard at work arranging a series of friendlies to get the guys match ready for that first game back. And of course, we'll bring you any news on social media as soon as these are set up. So, Paul, from your point of view as manager, are you hoping more for tough opposition to really put the guys through their paces? Or do you feel aiming for wins against easier opposition may do better to help boost the the much-dented confidence of the guys? I think at the minute it's all about just getting them some match practice. It doesn't matter if it's good or bad teams, to be honest with you. Um, I literally I have no preference. I've contacted a few teams. Um, the one friend who we do have confirmed is Yestal Olgor, away from home in Olgor. Um, and they are doing very, very well in the tier below us at the minute. Brilliant. So they are one division below us, but they are very high on confidence. Now, people might remember, that's the team that we played before the season begun and we beat them 2-1. So, I'm really hoping we can step up and get the victory again, but get it more comfortably against a team who's got confidence. But, I do believe we've improved since the start of the season. Excellent. Okay. Okay. So, okay, let's let's give Paul the rest and then the painful dissecting of our recent matches and, and what's to come and take a look at the rest of the decision. Um, results elsewhere lately have been as pretty varied as our own. So a mighty 27 goals in just the four matches this game week shows just how exciting a free score in divi- this division is, including an 11-goal thriller as Tonstad beat Moster 7-4. Um, we'll take just a quick look at the table as it's not for positive reading, I'm afraid. So after the nine games, on top we have Moster on 16 points, closely followed by Varganes, who are level on points but just a plus 5 goal difference to Moster's plus 8. Then it's Risker 2 and Froyland 2, both on 15 points and lie on 14. At the opposite end of the table, sadly it's ourselves on the bottom in ninth with 3 points, but it's a massive gap to Undheim next above us on 10 points. Okay, that's enough of that. So we just wanted to talk about the first half of the season and your first half of the season in football management with Biakrime. Sure, the biggest disappointment was obviously the results themselves. What three words would you use to describe it for you personally? 
Um, oh, that's a tough one. Um, first word would be frustrating. Um, second word would be um, testing. And the third word I think I would go with would be challenging. Okay. Um, because it's basically just been a, a roller coaster of challenging situations. Yeah. And and it must be constant learning and constant, you know, working at improvements as well. For for you and the team. Yeah, I mean I'm I'm learning as I go along, developing as I go along and um the team's definitely improving. I mean what I do do have is the support of um the players in terms of they all acknowledge the, the vast improvement of the style of football. Um and the the way the clubs the clubs go and the training the training sessions are improved, the style of football's improved, we just need to get the results going. Okay, and so to end this section on the as we discussed in the first half of the season, what do you feel is the biggest positive of the first half? I would say the biggest positive is the atmosphere between the players. Um even through this difficult time we've all managed to keep ourselves positive. Um we're going on going into the game still believing that we can we can get the victory. I think teams expect to turn up and see a, a team deflated, a team a team on the knees, but when sure. they turn up, they, they see us and we we start playing football and we we look like a good team. So it's that team spirit and that that that, that togetherness. Yeah, support of each other. Okay, fantastic. Right. Okay, so the start of the month saw the release of the second issue of the Biakrime Monthly Magazine. If you haven't had a look at it yet, then it's perfect for a quick read between games in the Euros this month. You can find it under the English section of the club's website, which is www.biakrimefootball.com, obviously with one O. Um, I must say it's presented beautifully, and it even has a digital bookcase, which will build up with every issue that we release. Each edition is available from the first of each month and the next issue out on July 1st which is going to be in both Norwegian and English so keep an eye out for that. Okay, that's all for tonight guys. Don't forget you can catch this podcast on YouTube, SoundCloud or iTunes so you can listen whether you're between Euro 2016 matches sat at home twiddling your thumbs or out walking the dog. Just search for Biakrine Bulletin. Thanks again Paul for joining us on the show. No problem, thanks for having me on. Thank you and thanks for tuning in and see you next time. Had a bra.